0: Hi, all, and welcome to episode 20 of Professional Perspectives of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me, Janani. What Cause Inspires You is a podcast founded for students ages 13 to 21 to be able to share the service they're doing in their communities. We recently launched our Professional Perspective series in order for experts in their field to give insight to our youth about how to make a stronger impact and accelerate social justice movements. Janani is a writer, content creator, and mental health advocate. She started on social media to tell her story about healing and understanding the world from a personal perspective. She did not want any other person to go through college the way she did, and strongly believes that the more we openly communicate, the more we can understand each other as time progresses. Hopefully, every conflict will subside by then. The podcast series will be available on Spotify and YouTube under Humanity Rising Voices, and Jenny, it's great to be able to speak with you today.
1: The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So first, uh, mental health, what, why, what drew you to that topic?
1: So I've, I've always wanted to be on social media. Um, I was one of those 12 year olds, or I guess 13 year olds who just genuinely loved Tumblr. Um, I loved YouTube, I loved Tumblr, that was when like Elle Fowler, all the beauty gurus started. Um, and then I got onto Tumblr, got onto Instagram. I was always one of those like first people to end up using the app and really loving it. Um, obviously when, when school comes over, work comes over, you're pressured to get an internship. Um, I never really took it seriously until actually quarantine hit. Um, and I, I felt this inclination to just get on social media, but I didn't know, I didn't wanna talk about beauty and fashion genuinely, I didn't have anything to say. Um, and I knew that I, I needed to talk because at the end of the day, like like you mentioned, I am a writer. Um, and so mental health is a very broad, broad subject. I think we can, a lot of different people who claim to be mental health advocates talk about many different aspects. And for me, one of the biggest things that has propelled me to be who I am today is storytelling. So, uh, you know, I, I really had a lot of trauma in a very short amount of time. You know, college was a very difficult situation for me to be in, um, mentally, physically, and I was in a lot of really tough situations from from when I, when I can even remember. I think I was six years old when a lot of that trauma kind of set in, and. I felt like in the Indian community, especially, it's, it's really hard to talk about these subjects with our parents. Um, it's really hard to talk about things with our friends. You know, like a lot of people are just trying to have not deep conversations anymore. Um, and I, I didn't feel like I was at home anywhere. Like when I went to college, and you know, it's really tough when you're in college. I know the situation is different, but when I was in college, um, it was, you know, we would go to class, with the same people go back home and you had to be with a roommate that you didn't necessarily get along with. Um, There was no sense of home. And I had to really find that sense of home within myself. And that was something that I couldn't figure out until I left. And I think that journey of truly understanding what it meant to be alone, not lonely, um, through mental health struggles has allowed me to open up into a brand new world. I see the world in a much different light now. And I guess I wanted to talk about everything that I've been through in a very third party perspective help people know that not only are they not alone but there is a way out um and this you know addiction to being sad and a lot of like depressive thoughts that we can kind of accumulate over time doesn't have to be your story so that's kind of what made me want to talk about mental health um because I never wanted to come on there never wanted to go on social media and advise anybody because I have no idea what anyone is going through Um, I just wanted to tell and hopefully help at least one person, even if that one person was me.
0: That's awesome. And that's a really impactful story just to see that you were able to convert your own experiences into a method of making sure that even if no one's helped that they're aware that someone's went through it and lived through it and came out the other end of it. So Mm -hmm. that's super powerful. Um, You did mention South Asian communities and how that's not super responsive to the idea of mental health and actually reminded me of a story. Um, A while ago, I interviewed um, a mental health professional who was South Asian. And she simply said that she sees a lot of patients who are South Asian students and they're practically begging their parents to be able to get them to a psychiatrist or therapist. And it's just a conversation that the parent doesn't want to have. So I guess this kind of relates to the Indian standard, but also you, how was your journey in your South Asian community in opening up about the mental health and how did that lead to the creation of the Indian standard?
1: Lots of questions. Um, <laughs> I think with with, any professional, I, it's funny that you asked me this today. I was thinking about it a lot today. Um, when I was 15, I had a lot of, I guess we can put like a trigger warning. Um, I had a lot of um, self-harm problems. I tried to commit suicide a few times and I was just a very depressed kid. And I was diagnosed with depression when I was 12. So when I turned 15, it, w- it was three years of trauma that I didn't know was happening. Um, and so, I turned 15 and I was doing my you know, weekly check-in because I was also anorexic. Um, I was doing my weekly check-in weigh-in with my mom and she notices like scars on my back. And long story short, she gets me into a therapist. So I go to the therapist, I'm like 15, 16 years old. And um, she's this amazing Indian American woman, right? And I, I like, in hindsight, perfect therapist for me. So I go into the therapy session and I'm actually like, at 15, I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I was so receptive towards this session, and I was talking about what I was thinking about when I want like why I wanted to die, why I was going through all these things like I was being very open towards my therapist. And my mom was sitting there right next to me, and she was just like in shock as to what my thought process looked like because at 15 like that's that's a lot for a mother to hear that they that her daughter wants to die. Um, so we left the session and my mom was like, you are never going back there ever again. And she forced me out. Like I was never to to therapy ever again. And at that impressionable age, you kind of take on a lot of your mother's opinions. And so not that my parents are care my, my mom is a doctor, you know, then <laughs> my parents aren't bad people, but it's just more about the I, the concept of mental health is a Western term. And so when you ask immigrant parents to understand and you you do it by the way that you're saying that you want to die oftentimes you're kind of standing at the back corner expecting someone to kind of gra- drag you out when they don't even understand that they need to drag you out um and so with that it was it was a lot of like back and forth fighting trying to get my mom to see like that i wanted to go to therapy and now because my parents pulled me out i didn't really have an option and so i guess with with the indian standard i I genuinely just wanted this magazine to stand through time, meaning anyone who was super, super young, who just liked the pictures, who like didn't understand, didn't know how to read, didn't know how to comprehend what was on the page. They just liked to flip through Um, to adults with children. um, I wanted everyone to understand that everybody goes through this, which is why I have people of different, you know, ages, gender, sexuality, because it's. To me, it's like, as long as you feel represented somehow in at least one issue of like, in in terms of like one magazine, I feel like everyone should be able to pick up every issue and feel like they can connect with at least somebody. Um, And I think that that's really powerful because if I had an example growing up to be like, hey, this person's going through this too. They went through therapy and look at what happened to them. They got out and they started their own company. Like that would be great, you know? And I think that if I had that example growing up, then maybe someone else could have that too because I don't think that the problem is gone. Um, in terms of addressing your Brown community question, um, you know, when I got on social media, since I, I did it, technically, like, I guess I started in May. I had a thousand followers in May. And I, I didn't have a TikTok account at all. Um, and now things have grown on both TikTok and Instagram because I've talked about mental health, not because of any other reason. Um, I haven't really like diverged from that. So people didn't like it. Um, I started in, I guess I, now May. So I, we got kicked out of school because of COVID back in March. Um, and I got a lot of, who does she think she is? Um, what makes her think that she can talk about this? or Why did she like just flip a switch, right? She went, she got, she got out of college and now automatically she's a mental health advocate. Where did this come from? Um, And a lot of people didn't really understand that this is something that I've been always cognizant of. Um, I was always been like the the therapist friend or the advice friend. Like I've always been this person. I just never put it into such words. Um, And I got a lot of, I still get a lot of hate. Um, I get a lot of like, you know, who do you think you are? You think you're hot, that kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I am talking about something that is really personal to me. So I i am just going to keep doing that. Um, if people have a problem, like a real constructive problem with it, then I would love to address it. But a lot of it is hate. And it it also comes down to the fact that I'm not just, I'm not posting pictures for the sake of getting clout. I'm posting pictures for the sake of hopefully people hearing me. Um, and I think that people have a problem with that. So and it, there's a lot of, there's a lot there, um, a lot to unpack there, but it, it all made me even, even more confident to create the magazine.
0: That's, that's beautiful. And I think I can definitely resonate with that feeling because I came out of a cyberbullying issue in high school and my oh, no. so almost sophomore to senior years of high school was like a lot of my experience was kind of shadowed by cyberbullying. And so coming out of that, I started the podcast and so my very first episode What's about cyberbullying. And I was met with the same exact co- comments as you. They were like, oh, who does she think she is? Like she didn't even go through that bad of cyberbullying. Like there's some, they're just hate comments. Everyone gets them, um, but no one really knows how it affects you unless it's you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just goes to show that you can overcome it and using your platform for something that you're truly passionate about is always the way to go. I will ask you though, for me, social media is a very scary platform because of the cyberbullying is- instances. And so it takes a lot to be vulnerable on social media, but it seems for you that it's been a really great way to share your story and been a voice for you. So what are your takes on, I guess, just social media as a platform of influencing? And in with that, what are you What are you plans to do with your social media accounts about the Indian Standard and your company?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think with vulnerability. So I, I I like to think that I have a few pillars with the Indian Standard and with Bi- like Biogenity LLC is my LLC. The Indian Standard is the subsidiary of that. Um, and so when you When you think about pillars, I think vulnerability, creativity, a lot of that mind, body, and soul, wellness, spirituality, kind of all flows into biogenity. If I am sitting here promoting that vulnerability, honesty, feeling out your feelings, being true in your own space, I have to exemplify that. Um, I can't sit here and tell people to be vulnerable with their feelings and then post a picture about golden hour. You know, like I have to sit here and I need to talk about what what I'm uncomfortable talking about. Um, And if I want change, then I need to lead by example. Um, And it's not always easy. Like I I cannot sit here and tell you that I wanna take an Instagram picture every single day. I do not. Um, There are most days that I would, would rather, like even if I have my makeup done, even if I have like, it has nothing to do with my self image. It's just taking a picture it's just a lot of work. Um, and I, that's why I utilize stories so much, but in my TikTok account, like my TikTok account is my favorite thing to post on just because it's so quick. Instagram is definitely the most fruitful in my opinion, but you know, being vulnerable on social media is very, very difficult, but it's something that I just had to bite the bullet on um, and kind of just do it because I knew that I wanted other people to do it. And that feeds into the Indian standard and biogenerative in terms of future goals, because I want this company to grow into a space that has multiple different avenues. Um, you know, we all have our own like 10 year plans and everything. Um, but I would love to create a space that, you know, when you, when you hear the name or when you walk into the space, you genuinely, metaphorically, you genuinely feel like you're heard um, and you walk away from the experience of my company Knowing that you have a a piece of someone's story, you know, you have a piece of someone's really vulnerable moments, knowing, you know, that we're all connected. Because when you sit here and you read the stories in my magazine, I hope you feel like, wow, this person really shared their mental health experience. This person was about to die, came out of it, and wrote down their story. You know, and I'm not even talking about me. It's um, just the people in the magazine who are so vulnerable and and so brave for doing so, that I want the people reading it feeling like, wow, you know, maybe I can do that too. I'm going through something, and I, I would love to talk about it. And I hope it inspires conversation. Um, so I just I just want the world to feel like we're all connected, and we all have an impact on each other. It's just the domino butterfly effect, and you know, these are all things that matter. And I think that sometimes we we don't really take it into account how much our word can travel.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I definitely want to pick up that February edition of the magazine, Thank you. super excited. I saw you post about that. So I'm very excited for that edition. Um, I have this perception of the world that every person that you encounter, whether it's a story that you read, a podcast you heard or even someone you met in the grocery store plays a part in your story and you play a part in their story. And I oh. think with that, When you read someone's story that's an impact Mm -hmm. how can how can we take it one step further and actually be vulnerable and share our mental health with more people so we can have more impact on people's lives
1: the first step is sharing it with yourself um as cheesy as it sounds we're not always comfortable with all the things that we've done good and bad you know we all have done things that are wrong we've all done really good things too um, for me, a lot of my self-improvement, self-growth is writing down the things that I have done incorrectly in my life. Who are the people that I've hurt? Who are the, and it could be myself. It could be my parents. It could be the way that I've spoken this argument. We've all made those mistakes, right? They don't have to be like grandiose errors that we've made, but just like little, little things. Like, when did I speak out of turn? When did I hurt someone's feelings? Did I, Did I do this? Did I do that? Sometimes I will, most nights actually, I write down all the things that I've done done wrong, all the good things that I've done. Um, And that helps kind of understand your sense of self or your ego. The moment that you can put your ego aside and let your intuition carry you, that's when you can be a lot more vulnerable. Um, And I think with vulnerability, it's really understanding yourself first before you go out and heal someone else. Cause if you, you gotta put your oxygen mask on before you go and help somebody else. And oftentimes when we tell our mental health story we're doing it because, oh, I really want this one person to hear it and I want someone to feel it. A lot of times I post on social media because I wanna share it. I wanna put those words out there. I wanna stay accountable that, you know I'm going through something and I wanna look back on it and be like, I got, I got through it. I'm not going through it anymore. Um, it's not about necessarily changing the world because we ourselves, the moment we change ourselves, we are changing the world. And sometimes it does take that microcosm to make a huge rippling effect.
0: When when we are vulnerable, though, we're we're sharing parts of our lives out there to social media. And we Mm -hmm. mentioned this before, but that can be a very scary task and can be Mm -hmm. met with a lot of Hate and hate comments, and just people's opinions of you that were unasked for, or uncalled mm-hmm. for. Um, have you seen that recently more with the Brown community? Or since you know mental health is a pretty taboo topic in the Brown community, do you think that most of these unasked for comments are coming from that specific community, or is it just in general?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely from that community. Um, Yeah, I wish we knew each other for longer. I have always had a problem with the Brown community. (laughs) I've always been the person that is not, I don't know, there's a lot of gossip um, in general. And I think that for me, I was always kind of, not to like victimize anything, but I, I felt like sometimes I was painted out to be the bad guy. Um, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about me in high school, it started in middle school, to be honest, middle school to then to high school, then to college. And, um, college was where it was the worst. Cause it was like four years of you're living there. You go to school there, you work there, everything's there. Um, I had relationships, like it was, it was a tough time. And I think now, like, you know, when you can like feel like the Nazar. I don't know how else to say it, but you can feel like the evil eye.
0: I have the Um, evil eye thing here. Yes. Because I've been through those. You know what
1: I mean? Like you just feel the gossip. And I I sit sometimes, I'm like meditating or I'm doing whatever, I'm praying, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I can feel people talking about me. Um, And it's not even like, oh my God, they must be talking about me. It's like, I literally know what is being said. And then I get validated a week later and I'm like, I knew it. And so I, to be honest, you know, I have removed myself from these situations and it's a lot of lonely nights. Um, I can't sit here and say like, it's always easy. Like I don't have the community that I, I wanted so badly, but when you go on social media, you kind of think like, oh, I didn't have a Brown community in my real life. Maybe I can have one on social media maybe there's a bunch of brown creators that are going to be super supportive and we're going to have this big influencer group of friends and we're all going to be no it's the same everywhere it's the same garbage everywhere same politics everywhere and the moment that I said you know what I'm quite frankly too old I am 23 years old now We've, I've graduated college I have a full-time job I'm trying to build a company I don't have time to entertain a negative opinion and if and I've heard people say this before and I never understood what that meant. It only took me to be backed against a wall to realize that the negative comments was, was changing the way that I perceived myself. I was looking at myself like a victim. I was consistently looking at myself like, oh my God, like poor me, you know? And it, it, I needed to stop it. I'm done victimizing myself. I'm done putting myself in the back of the corner and I'm going to stand up with or without you is kind of my mentality. And, and right now that, that has led me into a group of like six random people in my life. None of them are really connected, but that's my community. I can pick up the phone and call them whenever I want. And that's my community. I have my, my parents, I have my younger sister and that's it. Um, and you know, it is what it is. Like it's not fun sometimes because you want that. I've always wanted like a brown girl group of friends. Always, you I can tell you do too.
0: We're, we're, we're on the same exact page. <laughs> I'm all,
1: you see these TikToks and you see these brown girls and they're so cute and they're all like, huh, like dancing. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you get that? Like, I, I've never been able to get that. So, you know, it's it is what it is. And at the end of the day, like we're both trying to grow something bigger than ourselves we wanted to stand past our time um and it's you know I want the Indian standard to be here regardless if I'm alive and if I want if I want that then my principles have to be set in stone and I need to represent myself my brand my image in every word that I speak and if that means that I have to cut people out if that means that people are going to cut me out so be it you know, because this isn't about me anymore. This is about my future children. This is about their future children. This is about changing the way that mental health is perceived. And I can't do that if my mental health is destroyed. So it's, it's like a give and take, honestly.
0: You feel like this older sister that I needed to hear oh. from like ages ago, because I think quarantine came to a similar realization for me. Um, I've always wanted that big brown group. And then every time I'm in it, it never works out. And I beat myself up about it because I kept thinking it was me. I kept thinking that I was the reason why it wasn't working out, or it was my fault. And I that had to do with a lot of the cyberbullying that went on as well so all in all it just wasn't a good situation and it took me a long time to be able to disconnect from everything that was negatively influencing my life and just stand on my own two feet and say that these are the things these are my passions this is what I want to do and people who support me and people who support me and the people who don't will never and they never know yeah they're not meant to you know That brings me to kind of my last question, Um, uh, a mix between social media, brown communities, and I guess being a female creator as well. But do you see that every time that you rise up, you lose more and more people? And if so, how can we prevent that? And how can we actually go by what everyone pretends to say, like female supporting females or creators supporting creators. How can we actually live by that terminology versus a fake pretense of it?
1: It's always girls supporting girls when the girl is more influential than you. Um, You know, when I sit here and I, I post on social media or I interact with other people, if I am paying attention to how many followers that person has, I'm not a nice person, honestly. I'm just going to say that because, I, I, you know, there's so many people who, like, like I mentioned, I had a thousand followers in May and then now I have 26,000. So in less than, a, like, I guess in less than a year, things have kind of exploded for me. And on TikTok, it was the same thing. Like I had zero, went to like 77,000. That growth has manifested into different aspects of my life. Um, in terms of personal growth in terms of my business growth even starting the llc that only happened in october like there's a lot of things that happened and i remember like when i had a thousand followers two thousand followers three thousand no one even bat an eye towards me now all of a sudden it's oh my god hi jenny how are you oh my god long time no seem like you saw me at like shut up like it just, what do you mean you know and it's just like so many people back from college who are hitting me up being like hey it's been a while And I'm like yeah it has And it's just like like you know and I think with it's always girls supporting girls if some if you can like get something out of her and for me I I can't live by that I have supported so many people regardless of their account because I don't know how many followers they have I look at a page and I'm like, damn, they have some good content. I'm attracted to their feed. I'm attracted to the person. The vibe is right. I'm gonna follow them or I'm gonna support them. I'm gonna repost them. Like I post I repost so many accounts all the time because I genuinely just put their content. Like it has nothing to do with, you know, how many followers that person has or what I can get out of it. Or and another thing is like just because you show love to someone doesn't mean that they're gonna show it back to you in the same way. So if you repost a whole bunch of people's stuff and no one reposts you, it doesn't mean that they don't like your content. It just means they don't show the love.
0: Don't expect to to be reposted and don't only do it if you're expecting to be reposted. Mm -hmm. And I, I
1: had challenge with that, you know, like in the beginning, like I saw a bunch of people who would always repost stuff. So I was like, okay, so the way that you get more, more like, I guess, interaction and engagement is by getting reposted such a wrong mentality you know you can't go into the game thinking that you're going to make money you got to go into the game because you're passionate about it and the game is ups and downs it's roller coasters and you're not going to gain there's nothing linear about starting a business um or starting a movement you know it it comes with collision it comes with a lot of self growth and self growth we don't even like ourselves some days why would someone else you know yeah. there's so many days that we are not consistent with ourselves like do i work out every single day can i say that with good conscience no <laughs> do i do i feed myself properly every single day i don't even take care of the basic necessities that i need why the hell would someone else pre me there's the least of my concerns yeah no just be consistent with yourself and you'll notice that the energy will follow
0: that was beautiful advice to end on and ones i needed to hear personally because As someone on social media, just on not even trying to grow, but literally just viewing social media, I think we get so caught up with the follower count, the like count, you know, Mm -hmm. even if I'm trying to grow a business, it's always how many people are attracted to it, not are my passions and foundations straight are they solid enough that i can build something that's scalable beyond just myself which is i think something that we touched on perfectly today so thank you so much jenny of course
1: this was so much fun for me so thank you for thank you for having me i'm stuttering it's been a long day <laughs> thank you
0: you can contact jenny at contact at bygenony.com, or DM her on at bygenony everywhere or visit bygenony.com. All of these will be on the links on the YouTube page and the Spotify page as well. Be sure to also follow our Instagram and Facebook pages to be updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts and events. That's at humanity.rising and at what cause inspires you and sign up for our weekly email newsletter at www.humanityrising.org. That's all we have for today, but be sure to, sure to look out for more episodes of professional perspectives of what cause inspires you. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and I hope you all continue changing the world.